Hello, everybody, and welcome to the COVID episode for this week. What day is today? It's the 7th, the 7th of May. Uh, it was a crazy week. Uh, we had Cinco de Mayo this week, and uh, we're locked in COVID time, locked in quarantine, but it uh, doesn't stop me from uh, making way too much food, <laughs> cooking for fucking 12 and uh, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm, they're going to have to cut a hole in the side of the house and bring a forklift in to pull me out after the quarantine's done, because I am, I'm getting pretty swole. You know what I mean? And speaking of swole, my associate producer of the show, Mr. Liam, is on here. Say hello, Liam. Hello, Liam. There it is. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Mm. We'll go with that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You uh, staying fucking sane this week? Uh, this week was a slightly better week. Yeah, we'll go with that. I like it. I t- just by the tone of your voice, I feel like you haven't shaved in a couple weeks. I feel like you were up all <laughs> night smoking cigarettes. <laughs> so, yes, I have not shaved in a couple weeks. I am, I am staunchly in that group of people growing quarantine beards. <laughs> Every day of my life, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I physically can't grow a beard. And I've been told this every day I've seen someone since I started trying to grow this beard. Oh, my God. What do you have, like blonde hairs or you just have like the desert patches? Yes and yes. There it is. There it is. I. Uh, it's very emasculating, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's incredible. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I just, I just, I've never shaved, well, I shave every, I only shave my neck every once in a while when it gets out of fucking control, or I cut down the sides, because there's a difference between having a long beard and then looking like wilderness, man. Fucking Gina is apparently a guest on the show today with how loud she's being. Totally. Talking loud. Yep, she doesn't give a fuck. See, it's quarantine time. <laughs> um so uh yeah excited about this episode because uh i his his was great those of you that are listening to the show right now probably know what's going to happen on this show because you've looked at one of the really great graphics that liam puts together um but here's the best part liam has no idea what's going to happen on today's show is that right liam yeah, I have. I literally have no fucking idea. I want everyone to know how how little I know going into these shows, especially this one though, because you keep hyping it up, and now I'm really kind of concerned. <laughs> he has zero knowledge of what's happening. That's how I like to run these shows. Um, cool. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm checking a text at the same time. This so, is really great. This is really good entertainment right here. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's going on in today's show? Uh, I was sitting around going, okay, look. <sighs> with all the depression that happens right now and with everybody uh, having to stay away from family, having to stay away from friends, having to stay locked up in their homes, uh, it's really difficult. And I, you know, we all kind of feel that because we don't get to hang out with people that we really want to hang out with. And so, you know, instead of spending this episode uh, being a Debbie Downer, as they say, or a Donald Downer, if we don't want to be gender specific, we can do both. Uh, I wanted to do something fun for today's episode. And so uh, besides just having my random roommates coughing and talking in the background, that's also a lot of fun. But also, oh, the death look. <laughs> 
See, now she fucking hears me. Yeah, that middle finger doesn't translate the podcast, sweetheart. Uh, so then uh, I figured I'd get a guest on today's show. So we have a guest dialing in in about, I'd say, 10 minutes. And uh, you have no idea who it's going to be, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. Does that make you nervous? A little. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, will, I will tease it to you. And I will say it is a returning guest that has been on the show prior to this. And I think, yeah, it's a season one guest that is coming on the show. Today's episode, we are going to be joined by a season one guest. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Uh, But yeah, that's happening soon. Uh, So before that happens... Let's talk a little bit about, let's do a little business here. Let's do a little COVID episode business. Um, for those of you who are living in California, uh, we are, I think tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think it's the 8th. I think tomorrow we head into, or today, rather, when the show releases, we head into stage two of uh, quarantine life, which means that California starts to open its doors a bit. And uh, some of the non-essential businesses are allowed to be open uh, as long as they're providing curbside service. So that means that I love when you look at the when the, when you look at the news reports like so now you can go buy music from music stores. Who the fuck buys music from music stores? <laughs> yes, that's what I've been dying to do to get down to that vinyl shop and get me some vinyls. Uh, but uh, the, apparently. Yeah, but- you know, uh, apparently some retail outlets are opening. Um, and then, you know, I read this article that they were hinting at movie theaters potentially being the next step, but, like, I don't buy that. No, you know? no. So movie theaters and gyms are uh, in stage four or phase uh, four, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I was like, oh, we're going to lock ourselves in a room. But the thing that's fascinating is that, you know, I forget what other cities, you'll probably know this, Liam, I forget what other cities have opened their doors a little bit more, but they're showing an increase in COVID case stuff. So it's not like this, it's not like this monster has disappeared. We're just, we just had it sleeping a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, the, the fact that California is opening up is actually really surprising because number one, the governor basically said that he's proud to declare California was going to be one of the last states to open up. And then number two, it was California, Washington, and Oregon that made like a pact saying that they were all going to work together and basically be a united front against COVID. But Oregon and Washington aren't opening up. Yeah, it's, it's fast. Dude, I also think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's so nice out here right now that most of the public is breaking quarantine uh, just because they're they're not being affected like there's a majority of us are not being affected directly by this right now and so it seems like something that like the danger seems to have lessened and so a bunch of people and some people that i know personally have broken quarantine to go out to the beach or to go out and do things because the weather's so nice out there so i think it's part i think i think that has something to do with it you know what i mean yeah but did I mean, the the obvious thing here is the uh, people yelling and screaming at the Capitol. Yeah, well, there's that, too. There's that, too. Um, 
But I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to just gla- glaze over that. That happened. I don't want to. Like I know we're not dwelling on it, but like that also was clearly a factor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very true. Um, and I love that I have you on a leash when it comes to politics on this show. It's kind of my favorite. Pisses me the fuck <laughs> off. If if no one can tell, I have forty five minutes worth of a rant bottled up over this. <laughs> not allowed there's only one rancher on this show and he's sitting here right now i have control <laughs> i have a little bit of control in this world where there is no control <laughs> that's really why i'm trying to grow a beard i feel like if i get a beard then i can rant but i can't grow a beard yeah get yourself you got to get in at like an inch and a half under the chin <laughs> oh under the chin is no problem it's on the face that's the issue <laughs> um yeah no um so yeah it's it's kind of nuts that they're gonna do that we're gonna see a rise in the in the in the virus again so um it's fascinating i mean dude there's nothing we can fucking do until they figure out some sort of uh, vaccine for this goddamn thing right well well, there is and it's it's the (laughs) self-quarantine well sure 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 but i mean the self-quarantine ultimately has a lot of d- disastrous effects on everything else. You know what I mean? You're talking about the economy, you're talking about jobs, you're talking about all this stuff. It's disastrous effects on all this. So, But people shouldn't have to go die so that we can have a decent economy. Uh, that's true. It's true. You know? I uh, can't say anymore or else I'm going to keep ranting. Yeah, no, I know. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, it's a, it's a difficult scenario, man. It's a difficult situation. Um, so that's happening. And then, uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, I finally, um, got, uh, unemployment signed up. Oh, nice. So I went, yeah, dude, I went through the process last week. Um, the California state of California adjusted their unemployment forms on their website, which I'm sure Liam will have links for, for that stuff below. Um, but they adjusted the forms and so I had filled them out initially, uh, just sort of going through and trying to explain that I'm a freelancer and I went through that whole process. And of course I got the form in the mail saying that you were awarded $0. So that was the first pass that I went through. Um, but, uh, my roommate, Mike, uh, has been up on this. I got to give him a lot of credit cause he's been up on it pretty hard. Um, and he was one of the first ones to jump in when they redid it. Uh, we went through the same process. You fill out the form and essentially in that form, there's a new, there's a new pull down that says I am a self-employed, uh, don't quote me on that, but it's something like I'm self-employed affected by COVID and it actually fast tracks you through the whole thing. I didn't actually, I didn't have to provide any paperwork. I just had to go through and tally up what my income was for 2019 so if you haven't done, if you've done your taxes so far, that's easy. If you haven't done your taxes so far, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, if you're a freelance, you just got to go through the process of looking at all your income, all your invoices, all that income, um, and then uh, tally that stuff together uh, and then throw that on there. And I haven't figured it out yet. I'm getting the least amount of cash that you possibly can. I think I'm at like 167 a month or week rather. Uh, but I had more income than that, so I think they're going to be calculating stuff. I don't understand how it fucking works. It just feels like they're they're, um, you know, specifically just doing enough to keep us quiet right now, as far as that's concerned. Um, but the good news is, is it's retroactive. So from the last day that you work, 
uh, up to this point. They'll pay you for that. Um, not all of it includes the 600, by the way, from the, from the uh, government. I think there's only a certain uh, amount of weeks that that 600 happens. And they send you a letter saying that you have a cap of how much they're going to give you. So they actually tell you what the, 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 the cap amount, what potentially you can get from them. I just got that letter today. And the other stuff that's interesting, which we didn't really know about, is that they don't send you a check or they don't do direct deposit. You'll actually get a debit card from an account from them, specifically from California. So they'll send you a card in the mail. I haven't got mine yet, but that card has your, your money in it. Um, and apparently, Mike just got it today. My roommate just got it today, so he's going to look into it. But apparently, it's a Bank of America card, which, as we all know, Bank of America is uh, one of the one of the one, one of the best banks out there as far as how they handle people and shit. So I'm curious to see what kind of fees they're going to yank from it, uh, because there is an option to transfer the stuff off that card into your own personal accounts. Personally, I got to pay off my fucking credit card, so. Uh, any sort of uh, unemployment that I'm getting, I'm just dumping on my credit card. And also take into consideration that it is all taxable income. <laughs> How cool is that? That you're getting money from the government that they are then going to tax. So uh, keep that in mind. There's an option for you to actually click and have your taxes withheld. I think they withheld, withhold like 10%. Um, or you can do what all of us freelancers generally do is we don't do withholdings. We take that cash and then you go through the process of trying to write off expenses, which is going to be a little bit more difficult, uh, in the fact that, you know, we're on lockdown right now, but a lot of us are still working and a lot of us still have expenses. So like if you're editing and your editors, all your expenses, like your subscription services, all that stuff is write off. So, uh, it's good news. That uh, some I don't have the cash yet, but my roommate just got his card, so uh, it's on its way. And apparently, it takes like five to seven days after you go through the process of getting approved um, for the card to show up. So, good news for those freelancers out there that are looking for that stuff. It's a very simple process. Go do it, um, and then uh, make sure that you follow up every week. You get an email, and you actually have to go through and talk about I have been available for work. Make sure that you say that you're looking for work and uh, you have to fill that out for every week that you're on unemployment. All easily done online. Pretty cool, huh, Liam? Yeah. It's good shit. Are you, are you doing, I mean, you're technically a student, but you're not a student. Are you, are you filling out for it? So I was looking at it and technically I think I could um, because the reason that the majority of people who are students like can't fill out for it is because they're most students are under their uh, parents, like they're they're considered a dependent. But oh, I've been yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, I've yeah. been an independent since I was nineteen, so it's it, it's very possible that I might be able to uh, to apply for this. You should try. I mean, you're a freelancer. You you just yeah. worked. For, you worked for me. I paid you. Yeah. One. Yeah, so you worked for me. Yeah, you a couple times. Yeah, you technically, your last day of work was my last day of work. So Right. You know. Well, here's the thing. I mean, eh, I've got some questions that maybe I don't want on the record. 
Sure. So, sure, sure, sure. Especially if we're now talking about the Employment Development Department of the state of California or the IRS. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, okay. We can talk about some offs, some stuff offline. We can keep stuff secret. That's right. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yeah, is it safe? I was watching the Lord of the Rings shit uh, a couple weeks ago. Hell yeah. Those movies are fucking great. I was I- watching the, the extended editions, and holy shit, that's a fucking adventure. Well, how else are you supposed to fucking watch it? You get nothing of Baron and Luthien. There is no Baron and Luthien backstory in the theatrical releases. And yet, the Baron and Luthien story arc of the Cimmerillion and the and the early ages of Middle-earth, like the first age of Middle-earth and the second age of Middle-earth very clearly states uh, to everything that's going on in the third age. And Baron and Luthien compared to Aragorn and Arwen, it's like, it, it, you need that. You need it. Okay, I just feel, I feel like you and I were going on a nice walk, like we're two soldiers in, uh, in the Middle East, and we're going on a nice walk through desert, and I stepped on a fucking landmine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm stuck on this fucking landmine. So go for help, Liam. I need help. I'm stuck on this goddamn landmine, and I'm going to sit here and listen to what a nerd you are about the fucking Lord of the Rings <laughs> I'm stuck on this landmine. <laughs> They're nice movies. They're great movies. Peter Jackson made them, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's see what else is going on before our guest gets here. Our guest should be here technically. If they do it correctly, they should be here in about four minutes. Let me make sure my phone's on because I doubt they're going to do it correctly. Start your watches now. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, been helping out Gina. Gina's in the process of uh, putting together a pretty big gig. Um, and I've, also, I've been talking to a lot of clients because a big thing right now is how to do productions remotely. How are you actually able to shoot with people where you can't be in the same room? There's a bunch of different techniques out there of people doing stuff uh, over Zoom, doing stuff with uh, having their talent actually shoot themselves as far as film themselves um, and all that sort of stuff. It's interesting. Years ago, I had done something very similar to this when I did a commercial for... Uh, this Unreal campaign, and Unreal was is one of those companies that's against like counterfeiting and um, tobacco, big tobacco. It's one of those uh, companies, and they didn't have a really huge budget, and they needed to interview people across the country. And one of the t- techniques that we did at that time is we bought a bunch of iPhones, um, and we actually shipped two iPhones. We shipped an iPhone for them to film themselves, and we shipped an iPhone for us to be FaceTiming at the same time, um, and we actually shot a whole commercial that way. Um, and this is a technique that is now being employed by huge production companies that are doing the stuff that's very similar to that, where they're shipping on iPhones or they're shipping out different cameras or webcams. They're doing stuff over webcam. And this is something that's been going on with photographers for a little bit, where it's like, how am I going to photograph people while we're in quarantine? I don't know if you guys saw that Larry David spread. I forget what magazine was for. I don't know if it was for the for an LA magazine or if it was for something bigger, but... The photographer literally showed up and shot David Larry, Larry David, Jesus, shot Larry David in his windows of his place. And then um, there's another big photographer out there, I can't remember his name right now, but he did a fashion spread from the inside of a car. So there's a bunch of weird, really cool and creative ways that people are still creating content because, you know, we're, you know, over a month, a month and a half, almost two months in and the content's drying up. And, uh, Big companies, 
need to continue to advertise. Big companies need to start to continue to make commercials that talk about how amazing they are. The things we're doing for you, for COVID, the things that Walmart has done for us. We're there for you. Yeah, you were there for us when you uh, shut down all the local businesses too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that shit. I hate it when you're watching commercials and the commercial starts with like the huge fucking pat on the back that this giant corporation that we're fucking feeding, slight little slaves feeding our fucking, our, uh, our um, unemployment fucking checks to are just sitting there going like, we're here for you. And the safety procedures that we put our employees through and it's just like, fuck you. Fuck you. You just want our cash, man. Straight up, you want our fucking cash. That's what you're doing. And you're like, we're here for you because you know that this is a clickable thing and that everybody's clicking on coronavirus and like, isn't it amazing what these big companies are doing for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? I saw an ad for one of the, one of the phone providers, one of the, um, I forget who it was, um, but uh, for phone service providers. And they're, they're like, for any uh, first responder or any uh, nurse or doctor, we're offering uh, our plan at like 10% off. And it's just like, what do you want? A fucking trophy for that? Why not offer it free during the week? How about that? Why not give it to them for free during the week? Or like give them free texts. Or some other fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like these, these are companies that make so much fucking money. So much goddamn money. And they, they, they just do a deal in order to create an advertising campaign. And then we're all sitting here going, isn't this cool? Wow, these guys are really great. They're good for it. Look, how did I get on this rant, Liam? What happened? I was doing good. You know, I mean, I'm, if you want to go back to talking about Lord of the Rings, we can do that. <laughs> I was doing good. I'm a happy dude today. I don't need to be on. You know what it is? Is that right before this, I saw a goddamn commercial for a clip. And uh, it just triggered me. God damn it. I'm so old now, man. That's what happens, guys. You cross the 30 threshold and you're like, "Ah, I guess I'm an adult now. Then you cross 35 and you're like, why do my knees hurt? And then you cross 40 and you're like, why does everything piss me the fuck off? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm no longer the demo, right? Maybe I'm not the demographic anymore, so they're not making shit to appeal to me. They're literally just making shit for the kids, and then they're making shit for the old people that need to buy drugs, and they uh, don't really have all their uh, wherewithal to understand that they're being ripped off. So the people in the middle that are kind of like, that's bullshit, they don't care about us because they can't sell us shit. And maybe that's why I get mad. So what's, what else is going on, Liam? <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I am going to put in the show notes, there. Uh, somebody made a super cut basically making fun of all of those commercials. Oh, fuck yeah, really? Yep, and it's amazing. It's called Every COVID-19 Commercial is Exactly the Same, and Forbes actually had an article on it. I, wow, I'm into it. I'll yeah. fucking check that out. That's yeah. great. 
YouTubers Microsoft Sam's edited a super uh, super video of U.S. COVID-19 commercials that all use exactly the same tropes in response to the pandemic. The endless uh, recitation of phrases like times like these, more than ever, home, family, and here for you. (laughs) They're laden with cliches such as, we've always been there for you. We may be apart, but we can stay connected. We'll get through this together. And they're also very excessively sappy. Here's the video, and that's that's from Forbes.com. But uh, yeah, I'll share the uh, I'll share the link to the video. It's a uh, it's a blast, dude! Fantastic, fantastic! And you can hear all the copywriters out there that are lazily writing this shit, going, "Hey guys, don't make fun of us." <laughs> yes, we are aiming this at you, you lazy copywriters. That industry. I, f- I feel like it's just one. I feel like it's just one agency that's doing all of this. <laughs> like they have like a they have like a package plan. Would you like to buy our COVID special? And all the all the people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is the same company that was like, would you like to buy our Me Too special? <laughs> uh, I, I feel like that's exactly it. We it's yeah. not even it's not even COVID. It's like pandemic. They've got like this old rickety. Uh, uh, oh, see, I don't even know what the name of the thing is where you spin it and it had contacts in it. <laughs> a Rolodex. A Rolodex. That's it. Thank you. I, I'm at the very back end of the millennials. I'm almost oh a zoomer. Like, I don't need. I've seen a Rolodex once in my life, and it was horrifying. It was a traumatic experience. Um, but you know, like, back I, when they had contact lists without pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Those big yellow books that had people's names and numbers in them. It was weird. Yeah, man. But that, but like, that's what it is. It's like somebody has a Rolodex of just, okay, here's pandemic. Here's um, dog deaths. Here's typhoons, like, mm-hmm. like natural disasters, all these, th- like that. They just have these lists of, and then they pull it out. Here's your Mad Libs. Put your names in where here, uh, where the, where the lines are. Dude, totally, 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 totally. That's a big thing. It's a, it's a funny thing being having access to advertising as a director because oftentimes you're just seeing boards, you're seeing these things in their infancy. And when you look at them, you read them, you're just like, really? And it's not because the people that are making them aren't talented. It's not because these creatives and creative directors don't have skill, because they do. They're really fucking... A lot of them are just amazing at uh, selling products and writing quick stories and, and coming up with clever ways... Uh, to get you into stuff, it, it they get watered down because then it goes through the client, and it's always that it's always that con- confrontation of creative and client consistently. That is like it, it's what makes it's what make thunderstorms. You know what I mean? It's that kind of friction that that's consistent, and it happens in the advertising world. It happens in the fucking film world. It happens every fucking time. Whatever you have to deal to, with the person that is writing the check. Um, hold on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I'm, I'm dealing with our guest. It's like every uh, time. That's the, this is the second time oh in this god. episode I that you've like gotten a, right to the point and then. Stop. Oh my god! I feel like such a millennial. Dude, you're edging the crap out of us. All right, dude. Uh, so yeah, it seems like every time, here it is, I found it, I found it, I found it. It seems like every time you're looking for someone to write a check, it comes with these really fucking asinine stipulations. And really what it comes down to is just nervousness. It's like, I'm spending my money and I need a return. And there's never a guaranteed return for money spent, especially in advertising. 
especially in fucking advertising, where like you can't sort of equate how much cash you're going to get back for how much cash that you're spending on it. And, you know, a lot of the time it's just getting your name in the consciousness of, of individuals and staying consistent in the consciousness of individuals that uh, yields returns. And so advertising that is very sort of social issue conscious, I, I think it's that. I think it's just like, wow, CVS really gives a shit. You know what I mean? And then half the time it, we're such, you know, we're so deep in the advertising world that it's like, you know, you're like, oh, I got to go buy some new toilet paper in CVS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because you saw that fucking ad. So I don't know, advertising is a weird, uh, very strange thing. Uh, well, and it, that so that, but that's so short term. I mean, if you not, like, if you look at like thinking back to the last fucking pandemic or whatever, like like the serious issue, right? It was two thousand eight, what um when all this crap was happening and people were wrong, and yeah, I uh, do you remember any of the commercials that were going uh, that were airing from two thousand eight? No, not off the top of my head. Do you know any any companies or any brands that actually were decent, uh, like decent during that time, or like you're supportive of how they handled that? Um, it depends, but no, not 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 off the top of my head. No, not that right. bit. All right. Well, you're a terrible example for this then. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I told you, I'm not the demo anymore. I know. So, so, like, a lot of advertising goes in and out. But let me say yes. Yes, I do remember why. What's, what's your point? Well, my point is, like, I don't remember any of the advertising. I don't. And I was, I mean, I, I started paying attention to that stuff roughly around that time. But what I do remember is I remember that Ford didn't take out any of the, uh, any of the bailout money. Now, whether or not Ford is a good company, that's something that stuck with me for over a decade. That every uh-huh. other car manufacturer in America took money from the federal government to keep themselves afloat before didn't. And so that positions them in a better spot in my mind in, in, so does, in a completely different way than a, a shitty fucking Ford commercial that says, we're with you guys. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. 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 But, but dude, the, those ads are, are, are proven. Like they, they go through all sorts of, marketing strategy and marketing analysts like all that shit gets tested so it's proven to work for specific folks it's it's insane when you like i remember i did i did work for a specific beverage company and uh they were telling us on how they were designing their bottle sizes because they had examined how long it takes an average person to drink a bottle so they were designing specific bottle sizes to work for, um, uh, I, th- I think it was for soccer games. And there was a certain, like, getting a, getting a beverage uh, finished by a certain period in a soccer game or by a certain time in a soccer game. So, like, they were literally, t- like, running, anal- like, they were analyzing how long it takes to fucking drink stuff and then designing bottles understanding that information to have you finish that at a specific point. Um, I know I'm not being super specific about it, but it's just crazy shit. It's very weird. It's very weird. The amount of stuff that they do for this stuff. Uh, hold on. I, I keep getting distracted because my guest is having trouble uh, getting on the show here. 
Standby. Liam, why don't you uh, talk about some of the other stuff that you've uh, researched while I try to figure this stuff out? Hold on. Okay. So we've got some crazy shit happening um, because I feel like half the world is going crazy and then the other half is coming up with crazy ideas. Uh, so something something insane that I read was that, uh, and some of you may have heard of this, is that Tom Cruise is making an action film in space. What? Yeah. He teamed up with uh, teamed up with uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX, and they're gonna go shoot in space. <laughs> of course he is. He's done everything. He's like, look, I'm gonna run down these stairs as intensely as I possibly can. I'm gonna do this Mission Impossible movie, and I want you to strap me to the outside of this airplane. I'm gonna break my leg jumping from this building to this building. I'm gonna go into space. I'm gonna fly these jets in the new Top Gun movie. It's it, it, that's his gimmick now. It's crazy. Of course, he, what is left for him? Of course, he's got to go to outer space. Yeah, but that's of course, awesome. <laughs> of course, he's got enough loot to do so, too. Of course, like him and Elon Musk, it's just like, hey, hey, man, what's up? It's like they, <laughs> they both shop at like the most expensive fucking retail market ever. And they're just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, you buying uh, toilet paper for $10,000? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Hey, good, good idea. Let's go into space. Yeah, me too. Okay, let's do it. All right. How much is that going to cost? Oh, Ah, oh, that's not that's fine. Let's go do it. <laughs> do you, you know what you know what's even crazier though about this? It's not Hold just on. SpaceX. They're working with NASA. Oh my god. Oh, cool. Well NASA needs all the press they can get. That's what it is. Hey, all right, here we go. All right, here we go. Finally. Sorry, guys. We had to take a break on the show. It's it's waiting for your microphone access. I'm super excited about today's our guest today as we have been going through. I'm just going to say this. Zencaster, you've been good. You've been good. But today you really failed me. Today's a fail. Today's a Zencaster fail. All right. So it's waiting for your microphone access right now. Is there... Allow, yeah, you would like to, you need to allow that. I'm sure this surprise has been ruined for you, Liam, at this point. I haven't allow, looked at the screen. Click below to yeah. allow. Audio. Okay, you're in. You're in. I'm hanging up the phone. <laughs> All right. Hi. There you go. Do you have your headphones on? Yes, I do. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on today's show, our guest for today is none other than my mom. Hello, mom. Hi. Wow. It was a fucking, uh, it was a mission to get you on the show today. You had some technical difficulties, huh? Uh, yes, I think there's gremlins in all my stuff now. <laughs> uh, I, you haven't met Liam yet, so say hello, Liam. Hi, Liam. Hello. I'm Michael's wonderful mom. Hello, it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> yes, and I, I'm waiting for my Mother's Day present from Michael. Here it is. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. You're on my fucking show. There it is. There's the Mother's Day. And that's the reason why I had you on today is that those of you who don't know, it is Mother's Day this weekend. So I figured why not uh, have mom on the show again. You did a successful episode uh, with us back when we started. So you were in like season one. Um, and you know, I still have people that write to me every day saying that they listen to your episode on that. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 
They, I, I think they have a better understanding where this piece of shit came from. <laughs> hey, I tried to do a good job. Mm, you did a fantastic job. Um, so Liam and I were just, uh, we were just talking about uh, all sorts of stuff. This is our COVID episode that we do once a week, uh, oh which is talking about how uh, I finally got to unemployment. Did I tell you that? No, I didn't know that. Yep, unemployment finally came through. I got approved. Um, they're supposedly sending us a little um, a debit card that is conveniently uh, run by Bank of America, by the way. I've ne- I haven't heard of that. Everyone else gets it deposited right into their account. Uh, I don't know if it's a, st- a strictly California thing, but they send us a card. So no, the card every- comes with the-, with the cash on it. No, both of your sisters, they're getting it right into their accounts. Uh, must be the difference between Massachusetts and uh, California. Did you mm-hmm. get money from a loan shark? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, he handed me like he handed me a birthday card. <laughs> it's like there's there's money in here, kid. For you, <laughs> I feel like we're getting it from a loan shark at this point. I feel like it is, especially with Bank of America's name stamped on it. I feel like there's a big old dude that's gonna show up to my door with a baseball bat in a couple months. Hey, did you did you uh, hear that? Dad just told me uh, that uh, Trump's valet tested positive for the virus. You must be happy about that. No comment. <laughs> he's not going to sequester himself at all. Why would he? I know, but I oh. I, th- I think he's more nervous about the fact that there's going to be a meat shortage and he won't be able to get all those McDonald deliveries and be able to eat in his bedroom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. I, I look. I have to clarify for the guests here. Um, I haven't seen what we haven't seen each other in how long now, like face to face. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. Was it the summer? Yeah, it was before we moved. So, yeah, yeah we haven't seen each other face to face in quite some time. No, which is which is fine. We talk all the time, so it doesn't make a difference. Um, it, but mom uh, likes to send me text messages like this one that she sent me on Tuesday. Uh, Asian murder hornet kills a mouse in just seconds after experts warn that they could be fatal to humans. <laughs> then your comment underneath it was, this freaked me out, and the hornet tried to attack the cameraman. <laughs> did you did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. Why? Oh, my God. Did I watch it? Yes, it's horrific. It's like, it's like the struggle of life and death, and the hornet is not killing it for food. It's killing it for sport. I've never wow. seen anything like that. It's not like, oh, look, here's a mouse, dinner. It killed it just for sport. <laughs> do you get just do you just get alerts on your phone with these things? Well, I I saw her on um, CNN about it, and you know how I have reactions to insects bites. In fact, I have a call into my doctor because of a problem right now, and I saw that and I thought, if that ever came here, I'd be the one it would I'd get the bite. <laughs> So I looked it up to see how bad it is, and that thing popped up, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God. It was like a life-and-death struggle, and and it was all over it. The thing is huge. They look like Japanese warriors, their faces. Fifty people a year in Japan die from those bites. 
Oh, it's crazy. Isn't it? It's crazy. I thought mm. an, another gift from Asia. Oof. Oof. So what else? So what are you doing? So because uh, dad's been on the show. He was on the show this season and we talked mm-hmm. about how he retired. And yes. so you've you've technically been retired once all of us left the house. So you've been you've been retired for years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um how are you handling having uh, dad around all the time now? Well, at first I was a little bit nervous about it because, you know, you ha- I kind of lived like a single person mm-hmm. and could do whatever I wanted. But then I realized your dad's a type A person, so he's busy constantly. Even being confined, he's busy. He gets up, he goes to what he calls his office and he's writing a second book. And, um, he's also, uh, doing meetings, virtual meetings. He's still, you know, a director of the bank. He's, uh, the director of the, uh, Atlantic symphony. So he's doing that. He's gardening, he's painting, he's going to be building his writing shed in the backyard with Brian. Oh, he's building his little man cave. Huh? I call it a he shed. <laughs> yeah is he gonna put a bathroom out there so he never has to come in the house i well we only can hope michael but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Who uh-huh. knows? yeah he's so i have breakfast with him and then sometimes i don't see him again till dinner time oh well that's nice that you guys have are you guys still doing okay being trapped in the house together all the time yeah, we we we're doing okay. I I I am now meditating. Ooh, what does this mean? Well, because when um I almost killed your father because I thought he ate my last candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that I had the look of evil on my face when I was quizzing him and he had to go through the trash to get the wrapper to prove to me that I ate it the night before. I thought I guess I guess I am a little uptight, so I'm, I'm um, this will be my fourth day of meditation. I'm gonna be doing that later. I didn't want to meditate before I talked to you because it makes me a little too calm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably a good idea. We up. want you at it's we want you at your purest, your purest form. It's it's interesting being in because I'm dealing with it with with uh, Gina. It's interesting being locked in a space with the, with your significant other, other forever. Like literally, there was a point yesterday where I woke up, and we've got a okay sized little place that we're staying in. I woke up, had something to eat real quick for breakfast, and Gina followed me in the kitchen, was doing something in the kitchen with me, and then I literally went to the bathroom to pee, and I'm standing at the toilet peeing in the toilet, and she's behind me pushing on me so that she could put towels underneath the sink, and I'm like, "This is out of control. This is out of control." <laughs> well, you I'm d- trying to pee. Get the you, fuck out of here. Your dad flipped out. A little last night. He got kind of nasty, but he's not around, so I can't get in trouble. Um, I fell asleep on the couch, and we had a TV show on. Oh, I'm talking about you, honey. And I woke up. I woke up. And you know how your dad can't do any of the remotes or anything? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he couldn't find anything on the television. He couldn't find the History Channel or Nova or any of the, you know, the educational things he liked. So yeah, the dad he, shows. Yeah. So he was like really aggravated and nasty. <laughs> he was like, 
I can't believe it. All the, I can't get this. And what's wrong with that? And I'm like, I've showed you, I don't know how many times how to use this. And he's like, yeah, but every time you show me something goes wrong, doesn't it? You don't get it right either. And I'm like, okay. So your sister has me on Hulu. So I went on Hulu and I found this documentary on called the gardener. And it's, it's a beautiful garden in um, Canada near Quebec by the Cabots, which were very rich, rich people that lived in Boston. And he had, I forget, it's like 90 miles. And he made these unbelievable gardens. Um, he huh. went, he climbed uh, mountains in China and got different varieties of stuff to bring back. It was years and years. He even had a Japanese tea house built by this Japanese guy that he had to, the guy had to get certain woods and keep it for like so many, it took five years to build it. It was unbelievable. So that made your dad happy. Oh, oh okay. And, yeah. and, then I, and the night before I found the Beatles um, documentary on, um, I forget what the song is, and that made him happy. It's but funny I, how, like you can, because, you know, Gina's walking in here now, actually. <laughs> But she's got her, I bought her these headphones that she wears around the house, which is mm-hmm. really nice. Can you hear me with your headphones on? Uh, you can hear me clearly. Yeah, they, uh, so it's funny how when you're <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> when, you're hang, when you're constantly hanging out with each other, uh, you just, you have this moment where it gets a little edgy and you could feel it. Like there's this little bit of edge that happens where the other person is just sort of snapped, but they've snapped internally and they haven't let it out yet. And there's just this little snap session that happens. And Gina well, gets it in her eyes. She gets it in her eyes. She has like these eyes that she gets. Well, Dad said I get the look like I'm going to hurt him. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, pretty much, that's pretty much what I'm talking about. You know? Uh, hold on a second. Here. Where are you going, Beans? Oh, this is good content. Um, here, Gina, you can throw some headphones on real quick. Um... So uh, you haven't met Liam yet. Liam is—he's uh, been working with me for how long? Have we been working together now, Liam? Uh, since January. So that's a uh, two two months real world or three months real world time, and then about two months of this uh, whatever COVID time this is. What do you think about this virus? I mean, so many people have different opinions. Some people think it's fake and it's all made up. And I mean, what is your idea of the whole thing? I'm not really allowed to talk about that on this show. <laughs> you can break you can break it a little bit. You know, keep it t- keep it keep it reined in, but you can get into it a little bit. The virus obviously exists. Anybody who says it doesn't exist is an idiot or an <laughs> idiot who has been swayed. Uh and then it's it the the issue is not that the virus exists though. Like that's that's just a problem that the whole world has to face. The issue is that the people who are in charge of dealing with it have done the absolutely worst possible. Uh, yeah, they've just done the worst job that they possibly could have. And then, and and they're telling us not to listen to the people who are trying to do their jobs. They're breaking down uh, teams that were set up specifically to help us during this time. They're refusing to give out any aid other than just kind of obvious ploys. I, I, the, and then there's bigger conspiracies that I'm not going to get into that I, and time. There it is. There it is. There's the time limit. Well, wait a minute. I feel like 
I feel like the the biggest problem with the when the virus hit was that they got rid of public health department. We used to have all these things in place. Like when I was a kid, we had polio. That was the big scare. In fact, your dad had polio. And we had different things that happened, but we had a very strong public health department so that when these things happened, they coordinated everything. And then you had all the scientists making um, vaccines and all this. They got rid of that whole structure. There is no structure in place now that takes care of things like this. And I watched this. I can remember who the, the, the doctor is. In 2006, this disease specialist predicted everything that's happening right now. So from 2006 till now, we have done nothing to prepare for this. It's crazy we stuff. We elected an amazing president. Oh, look who's here. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Gina. <Yes>. Look who's here. <laughs> look who's here. Oh, you guys are going to overpower me on this politics bullshit. Well, no. There's a rule. I know. What, I understand what Gina is saying, and I'm not keen on that person at all either. But I do have to admit that the failure goes back even before him. Uh, he's, just, he's just lit the fire that we did not prepare for this. States did not prepare for this. We have the structures aren't there. I mean, well, I mean, as a species, we're, we're just reactionary. That's well, we and, really don't deal with things until things start to affect us. That's how that's, we that's yeah. But no, that's not how I grew up, Michael. Oh, okay. No, we grew up with, we grew up with, you know, alerts would come out. Like when polio came out, the alerts came out. Don't do this. Don't do that. Then they got the polio vaccine. I mean, the measles, all that stuff was handled. I mean, the thing that Yeah, we, but you guys were also the people that, like, would uh, hide underneath your decks. With your a book over our head, yes. Overheads. Yeah, when the atomic bombs came down. <laughs> so there is a mix there. And our planet is falling apart now, so. Oh, 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 oh there's too many millennials. Wow. Oh, there's man. There's too many millennials. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, blame too many. Me, don't blame me for that. In defense, like- in defense of uh, hiding under your desk, those were lead-based desks, so it wasn't totally, <laughs> totally yeah, so when they ex- So they just cut you in half when the room exploded. Uh, I feel like this is a this is an accurate representation of what happened socially here. We have the younger millennials. We have are you te- are you technically a baby boomer at this point, mom? Yes. Yeah, baby boomer, and then you have me in the middle. Generation X, yeah, Xers. No one gives a fuck about us. So I get it. This is like a representation. On the show, we're very fortunate now to have the full spectrum (laughs) of the populace (laughs) in America. I think we can all learn a lot from each other. I know that um, by hanging out with you and your friends over the years, it's opened my eyes to a lot of different things and given me a different way of looking at stuff. I think when you don't interact with people of all ages, then you have a very small world. It's very true. It's very true. Uh, and you've always been very open to that stuff anyways. That's why I had to ask if you were even considered a baby boomer. Cause, and then when we give out these terms, they're usually uh, with negative connotation. So like, even though you technically fall into the millennial thing, you were raised by your grandmother. So you're essentially, you're well, essentially like a generation Xer. Eugenia is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so the same thing. Well, Liam, I don't know. Liam is still, Liam's a millennial. Respect. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually, the, the thing about me is that I am a millennial. 
um, like age wise, but I'm still in college and I'm in college with actually as of today, I'm not, but, uh, I'm, uh, I'm still in school with a, a bunch of zoomers. So like I'm, I'm in with the zoom crowd, man. I'm in a Facebook group where everybody's acting like they're ants. <laughs> You're hip. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, people listening to this will know what I'm talking about when I'm saying I'm in a Facebook group where we're all pretending to be ants. They know what I'm what talking is, about. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what hey, that is. Hey, Liam, is thought still hip? Uh, yeah. I'm, well, it's not hip, but like, I mean, it's, you know, I'm surrounded what by is, thoughts. Ex- like, explain, to my, <laughs> explain to my mother what a thought is, Liam. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> A thought, a thought stands for that hoe over there. Uh, it is turned into basically just like you know someone who's ratchet. Basically, you're you're still I know, using, using terms. Using term. Now, now we go into ratchet. You still using no, terms. No, you're talking. It's not a very nice term. Are you familiar t- with the term thought? No, but from the way you described it, I know what ratchet and all that is. So a thought is not. It's, it's not, not like. How do you know what ratchet is? <laughs> it's, not, it's not really nice. So, and I'm not going to explain it either because I told you, Dad, I would be very good today. And remember, I'm, I am trapped in the house with him. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just heard this term for the first time the other day. And that's, you know, that it's been around long enough that yeah, if it's we had finally. To do research. It was like it came out eight years ago. And I asked about it the other day. <laughs> you guys are streets behind. You know that that's the deal. You know that when I finally hear about something, it's it's now sort of made its way. Are we like reading in bed and you're like, what's this thought word? <laughs> <laughs> I guess this has been bothering you all day. Yeah, it's because I heard it. I what was I? What were we watching? I think we were watching like the Kardashians. Yeah, we were watching the Kardashians, and uh, we heard it on the Kardashians. Oh my uh, god! And yes, yes, I watched the Kardashians. Gina and I—that's our guilty hangout pleasure. You've got a new. Do. You call them what? The cards. The cards, yeah. You think there's new cards out? Yeah, is there new cards on? That's, that's the way I <laughs> like ask. Someone's going to think you're uh, talking about that cards. Yeah, it's my secret code. So like if Tran's in the room, if yeah. someone else is in the room, I'm like, hey, let's put on the cards. The cards. Yeah, have so you he seen, doesn't know. Have there. you seen their Christmas special, their last episode? Ooh. Yes. Yes, we did. Yes, we just watched Mike, it. Mike was mad they didn't uh, film the actual Christmas party. We waited all that time. Yeah, what a letdown. Yeah, they what? wanted their privacy. What a letdown. Well, they wanted their privacy. Yeah, they wanted their privacy. Give me a break. Gina watches that other bullshit show uh, that I can't fucking stand. 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Oh, now we're talking. I I watched that when it first came out, but then it got got to be really sad. It was like, you know. You have to watch the new season. It's not sad. It's hilarious. You know, the one with the the heavyset blonde woman went to the Philippines to marry the guy, and then he didn't marry her. Oh no no no! The new se- the new season has that guy with no neck. What's his name? Ed. Yeah. Big Ed. Big Ed with no neck. That's a big thing. And then uh, has uh, uh, baby girl. Baby love. Baby love. I watched this, this... the um, I watched the one thousand pound sisters for like one episode. <laughs> oh, I I got like ten minutes in and I couldn't. I Gina... I couldn't believe the thing that amazed me about that. As I couldn't believe your skin could stretch that much. <laughs> I, I have to say, I have to send you these pictures. I sent them to Gina this week, and I saw them on Instagram. And it was a mother that had uh, what is it? It's not triplets. Oh, quadruplets. Quadruplets. 
And her body, she had such a small frame, oh. and it looked like she had a hiking pack on her front. That was, she had a litter. Oh, my God. It's oh. crazy. It's crazy to see how the human body can adjust to that stuff, especially carrying that, like that much but weight. But it's not supposed to. That's kind of a freak of nature. Having that yeah. many children is usually induced by having IV or numerous embryos oh. put in you. It's usually women that can't conceive. Because before that, oh. that would ha- that would happen like in India or somewhere. All of a sudden, somebody would have like six babies. Or, but now, you know, look at what was that weird woman that ha- had all those kids? Octomom. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was she really big that. into Octomom and uh, Johnny K plus eight. So yeah. Oh gosh, Johnny K plus eight. Ugh, I can't. It, it. It. You know what it is too is that whenever I meet these these people it's usually in casting sessions and we did i I don't know if you remember this but we did a a spot where i needed to cast a little girl growing up yes so it was like riding this bike and she gets older and so we did a casting session with full families because my idea was like let's just let's just hire sisters and then we'll just make it go bigger than that and i was i was blown away because we were casting in boston at that time which doesn't really have a big pool of actors there and we had dozens of families that were just like every oh, year yeah. had a fucking kid mm-hmm. and they just started the, bored. Well, it was, but they it almost felt like it was a breeding ground for the specific reason. Well, you know like what? I, I don't want to say anything. Um, I don't know if anyone's a devout Christian. Uh, we're, I don't, we're not. Okay. So, but you know, no, disclaimer. I'm, I'm a recovering Catholic. So, well, <laughs> I am too. So, I just noticed that a lot of the deeply devout Christians seem to have like 19 kids. Uh, remember that show, yeah. 19 Kids and Counting? Ugh. And the older brother was doing more than counting to his siblings. Oh, no. Yes. Um, what, what is it? Was this on Cinemax? Like, no, what, what no, this is on TLC. TLC? Oh, of course, of course, the modern, <laughs> the modern day Cinemax. Ugh. Uh, yeah. TLC. Yeah. So they no TLC's longer like a, how they de- dealt with that. He's no longer shown on film at all. It's like he doesn't exist anymore. But they keep filming. A TLC. Wow. It's like someone sent a camera crew to a fucking landfill in Jersey. That is what TLC is. Wow, it's just straight so trash. Yeah, but you know, straight fucking trash. I liked it when it first came out. TLC it was stood for the Learning Channel, and they used to. <laughs> yeah. They used to have, when they first started, they used to have these great programs on science, on stuff that was really fascinating. And then they got taken over and it became, you know, how many horrible people can you have on? It's the little people's show. It's the fat people's show. It's any, like, you know that like sadistically, each of those producers are just chuckling and laughing as they go through the casting session and they put these people on these programs. And if you did the research, which we've done on that 90-day, uh, what is it, the, the 90-day or pre-90-day, pre-90-day fiancé, all the people that come from different countries don't get paid a dime. So the people that are here in the U.S., the cast members that are here in the U.S., they get like $1,200 an episode. It depends. There. Well, some of them, no, some of these reality shows that are doing really well, they up, they get a lot more than that an episode. Yeah, but we were reading specifics on this show, and this mm-hmm. was based upon an article that we read. Um, but the lo- local cast people were getting about 1200 per episode, and then all of the people from different countries weren't being paid 
And the way of getting out of it for the producers on the show were, well, we can't pay anybody that's in a different country that, that isn't going to be taxed. Well, and they had they had a, uh, do you ever see the show The McGee's? No, it, what's The McGee's? The McGee's was um, this African-American family that had, I forget how many she gave birth to, um, a whole bunch of kids at once. And they were cute and everything, and they filmed them. And then all of this, they were on TLC. And all of a sudden, they stopped showing it. Uh, you know, and now they're on like that religious Christian show up TV. Mm-hmm. Well, this is good mother. This is good Mother's Day content <laughs> <laughs> for all this stuff. Um, let's change. Let's change the subject because yes. I fucking I fucking hate TLC. So we're gonna just change it. And it's my show. So I'm gonna uh, well, okay, I'm gonna fine. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a brat about Two. this. Uh, I'm having so, lo- I'm having so much fun, Michael, being alone home with Dad. I, it's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> to um, to spice things up with Dad, to uh, you know, surprise him, so I didn't look look like a drone all the time. Every day, I put on a different color lipstick. It would walk like these bright, bright red lipsticks, no other makeup on, and I'd walk in wherever he was working and kind of it was like a clown, kind of scare him, and I'd walk in and say. <laughs> Do you like this color? <laughs> <laughs> didn't you, didn't you say that Dad uh, spiked his hair the other day? He just wakes up and he still gets dressed up. Yeah, he well, some days he today he got dressed up. He's he, he his hair. Oh my goodness, his hair looks like an old cheap Beatles wig. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to talk trash about him. I'm not. It's, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him that this morning. I tried to trim. You know, he won't let me near him with the scissors. I don't understand that whole idea why he's nervous about it. I tried to trim like around his ears a little, but I could tell by the look on his face he didn't want me to touch anything else. <laughs> don't forget, this is the guy that clockwork your sister comes and trims his hair oh yeah but she, well we're all see there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that really didn't think about what to do with hair stuff like um i know that there are some women that don't get their hair bleached and can't get their hair colored i know uh and so now they're wearing wigs they're buying wigs and wearing wigs around the house because they don't want to have their root showing that's crazy no, it's my crazy. hair is my hair is really long. I was supposed to get my hair cut, um, like four months ago, and um, Isaac had to my hairdresser had to cancel. So I just got I got um, my highlights done. So my hair is way way too long right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually get mine is usually, but I'm usually so cheap about getting my hair cut. I'll go get it done. I'll spend some good money and get my hair cut, and then I'll just forget about it. And then three, four months will go by, and I'm like, ah, my head's heavy. So no. I have to go and get, shave my head again. I always, so go, this is- I always took the one thing I always spent money on was I always got my hair done every six weeks. Ah. That was my one thing that I would do. Yeah. I thought yeah. if I'm going to be trapped with four kids, I should look good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, th- that's a big thing here at the house. And so uh, our roommate is kind of going a little stir crazy about oh. it. And so he's like, let's get some clippers. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God, and no. I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't want to, 
Look, I can go online and do the research on how to feather and f- try to figure it out, but I don't know if I trust Gina with it. You feathering you know? it, bro? You can trust him. Yeah, I could trust you. Mm-hmm. Says the lady with a gash on her leg. Right well, <laughs> the only person I ever gave a haircut to was you, Michael. I cut oh. your hair when you were two years old. I It was wet, and I combed it all forward, and I thought, I can do this. Anyone can cut the hair, but I didn't. Think about that when your hair dries, it shrinks up. <laughs> so when I, I gave you the most horrible bangs I've ever seen. And your dad came home and he said, I know you did that deliberate. <laughs> do you have a picture of it? No. He really should be the, the cover of this episode if you do. <laughs> no, it's like they were, oh my God, they just came up and it looked like I put a, a Chinese bowl on your head and cut your hair. Well, Gina does that to herself all the time. I cut my own hair. Yeah, you'll I'm come thriving out, in quarantine. You'll come out of the bathroom and go, "Do you notice anything?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice anything? I'm like, "What?" You're like, "Look." I'm like, "You look nice. You look you look really pretty." This is a fucking trap. That's a trap Meanwhile, question. Well, I cut 6 inches off my hair and you didn't notice. Yeah, I don't care about that stuff. Oh, you kidding? I come home from getting my hair to summer blonde. And I say to your father, do you notice anything different? No. <laughs> That's because we're men. I'm we don't like, notice these it's things. It's like, oh my God, my hair is like 10 shades lighter. <laughs> oh. We don't notice these things. Oh, yeah, like, it looks good. Too late. Too little, too late. They only see us for our personalities. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. And most of the time I'm avoiding it. <laughs> it sounds like dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Gina's been super busy. Uh-huh. You, Gina, Gina just did her first Instagram live video yesterday. Oh, I didn't, get, I didn't see that. How was yeah. that? How was I, that situation? I had my first session of talking to myself in a way that everyone can watch. Oh, I would have watched it. Yes, I think it's still up there. Okay. I'll have to take a look. That's cool. It was pretty cool. She's, it is. I think it's cool to do that. Oh, what did you tune in, Liam? Yeah. I was there for a what, couple minutes, but yeah. What a, what a creep. What are you tuning into my girl's live stream for? So does Liam have a girlfriend? Well, trying to support. Does Liam, does Liam have a girlfriend? Thank you, Liam. I, I do have a girlfriend, yes. Uh-uh. I refer to her as my partner, partly because I believe that uh, the term girlfriend is kind of old-fashioned, and partly because it pisses the hell out of my, uh, my brother. He really doesn't like that I call her my partner. Like strongly opposes that. Well, it sounds like he's a traditionalist, Liam. He is. He's the Republican in the family. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> but yes, I do have. I do have a. Uh, I do have a significant girlfriend. other. I have a significant other. Yes, I do. Okay. Is it like that? Is it like that bit in Stranger Things where uh, the kid comes back and he's like, "I've got this girlfriend, and no one could believe him because I never saw the girl." Oh. Is that it? <laughs> no, because I constantly talk about her and I constantly show like her her Instagram to people, so like they know she exists. I just don't know if I don't know if you're like one of those guys on Ninety Day Fiance. Like, what's that guy's name that was like, "I'm in a relationship for eight years with this woman from Russia." Or, or is it like the guy that had the blow-up doll that was his girlfriend? Uh, oh, Gina. Mm. The microphone rolls away from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yes, 
so we're, we're just giving you shit, Liam. Uh, you can tell my mother's voice. See, mom used to be on sets with us all the time when we were shooting back in Boston, and she would come on and get bored, and she would have this sort of tone shift in her voice, which she would turn to crew members and ask them very personal questions like that. Like, <laughs> does, does Liam have a girlfriend? That's like one of the moves that mom would do with it. Like, and you would pretty much approach any of the big, <laughs> like the big burly like extras or the big like crew people or the sound people. They, and then would, you'd come, they would come over to me and talk to me, Michael. People talk to me. I don't have to go over and twist their arms. They would come <laughs> over and they would talk to me. And then I would ask them questions and they always told me everything. Yeah, you'd come back to me and go, did you know this about his history? And did you know that this no, person I would come to you. I would divorced? Come, like, no, I would come to you and I would say to you, do you know that he's insecure about getting his photo taken today? <laughs> uh-huh. The only, yeah, you've always- the only time I really messed up was when we did that uh, business shoot where they were taking pictures of all the employees and you stuck me in a room with your assistant and I did not realize that they could hear what we were saying in the other room. And I was, criti- <laughs> yes. I, I was critiquing some of the photos So you punished me by coming across into the room and making me go into the room with the person I had said things I shouldn't have and make them feel comfortable. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And you kept me in there for the rest of the day, like a five-year-old. Yeah. Can you imagine like photographing someone and then hearing from the other room, like, why is their hand like that? (laughs) It wasn't anything really bad. It was like... That's not a really flattering shirt. Do you think that shirt's flattering? No. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so then I was just like, okay, all right, all right. But they, calorie. but they brought in a lot of clothes to change. So when you had me go in the room and I said to the girl, I said, oh, you know, I think blue would look a lot better on you. Why don't you put that shirt on? <laughs> Whenever I'm on sets with Mike, he makes me be his little... Uh, mule for comments that he doesn't feel comfortable saying to talent mm-hmm. well yeah he's like go <laughs> go tell her she she should put some more makeup on that's it <laughs> i'm like what uh-huh. well yeah it's better to come from you if i go over there as the photographer and as the male photographer especially if they're like trying to look pretty and feel confident and i walk over there and i go uh, you need some more makeup on that zit but instead, it's way better for the, the subject to see you whisper to me and then me come over reluctantly. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it works. Oh, yes. It you, works. You'd be beautiful if you could just cover up that red mark on your face. Oh. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the world of photography. Photography is all about lying. It really is. Especially when you're talking about beauty photography. and Well, you know, and people. Be- it's beauty is all in the eyes of the beholder. I mean, we have too much perfection today. Everybody's striving. I mean, so many young girls have done things to themselves that I would never think of doing in a million years. It's because of the uh, it's because of the people that they idolize these days. I mean, idolizing like groups like the Kardashians, which it's the most unrealistic representation of a human. Well, um, it's well if you look at a lot of you know I'm older. You look at a lot of older women, and they get all these. Um, shots in their face and then they used to get those facelifts that they look like catwoman when they were done you know their eyes look like cats and their skin was they looked so fake and horrible we're also in the age where we're looking at ourselves 24 7 
whether it's for work or for Instagram. We were talking about that last night where we saw like a little kid and the mom was filming the little kid and the kid was talking to the camera even though it was Instagram live. And that's such a weird way for a child to grow up and put this like a significance towards talking to nobody. Yeah, totally. And go ahead, mom. Well, we have, we have, I have a relative in the family that has two young kids and they're on, I don't know if you all have heard of tiny beans. That's where you can post pictures of your child and your friend and family can see it. She has posted a picture. She now has two, her first child, every single day of its life up to four years old. There's been photos for photos, every constant and videos. So if you don't know, you can unsubscribe. (laughs) I know my, 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 (laughs) the person keeps asking me if I've seen that picture and I'm like, yeah. So I don't look at it every day. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Well, it's an inter- it's a good point though. Gina makes a good point on it because even even now in quarantine, when we use these uh, video chat programs, whether it's Zoom or, or these other things, you're staring at your face as you're having communications with people. I hate it. I wish that, and I'm sure there's some way I have to do the research on how to shut my my camera off because I physically hate seeing myself because I oftentimes piece of paper in front of it. But it shifts depending upon how many people are in the room. And oftentimes when you're talking, you're looking at yourself and you're not actually looking at the other people. Well, when when you had the virtual party, I guess I was kind of out of it because we had a drink before. (laughs) That was so much fun. I didn't notice that I could see myself. (laughs) <laughs> that's right we we had a uh we had a virtual what 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 do we have we had a uh cocktail party a right? cocktail party a virtual, well it's a virtual uh, it was a virtual day drinking party where we drank for eight hours straight yeah yeah <laughs> we, we had great we food though i thought your yeah. dad oh, was us i thought your dad was gonna outshine you with the pizza he made but you kind of took it away with your meal yeah, but you know what's funny is that Dad is such a, a tech savvy guy at this point, as far as like the zooms and the the meeting <laughs> stuff goes. Like Gina had her big Zoom party, and he, and he stuck around. I laughed that he stuck around. Yeah, he played a whole game with us. He played a game with you guys. And on if the you Zoom were party. if you were here in the house, he never would have done that. <laughs> we think back, think back to all the games we play. Is he like the first one at the table? No. We have to like, come on, come play. I said to him, you're going to play? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was funny because it was awkward because all of Gina's friends had just met him for the first time. So there was a whole lot of, okay, Mr. Petchy, so this is going to happen next. So you need to turn your camera off. Can you show me that you know how to turn your camera off? I'm like, this dude is on Zoom. He knows more than you know. (laughs) And he was just, he was using it as a strategy in the game. Oh, I'm not sure how this camera gets turned on and off. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, hey, he must be, he must have felt like he was back at work, Mr. Petchy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So let's see, where are we at? Okay. So we got about 10 minutes left in the episode. Yep. Um, uh, just stand by with us, Mom. Liam, was there any other points that we wanted to talk about on today's show specifically? Um, I have one that's kind of like a like for anybody who's who's looking for something um, business wise. I do have I do kind of have important sure. things. So, uh, Mailchimp is giving away free .coms for five years. Ooh. Oh, really? Yep. 
Oh, wow. that's interesting. Yeah, so you can buy you can buy the the URL for free for five years. Yep, and they're offering uh, to use their own like uh, system that allows you to build a website on that. There is one stipulation. Now, here's the thing: I, I mentioned this in like a group that I'm in, and everybody was kind of doubting it. They were like, "Yeah, there's probably some catch." There's only one catch, and I'm actually really impre- uh, impressed by it. It's that you have to have um, you just have to build the domain. Like you have to build the website within 11 months. Oh, oh yeah, that's you a have good to, deal. Do you have to use their their actual their thing though? Is that part of the deal? Like no, you have to use- no, it just it can go through that. They have it as an option, but you have to build a website in 11 months. Okay, that's cool. That's simple. That's great. Yeah. What URL have I always wanted? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I think that's part of the reason why you have to build a website. Yeah. Is that they just don't because you ha- you have those people that go out there and they mine URLs, which is the fucking worst. Where they go out there and they just buy up the rights to all the different names and then they start to sell them off for ridiculous amounts. Five thousand dollars. Yeah, and this right. there's actually like worm viruses or programs that will actually may like hunt like when you log into some of these websites to look for our URLs, they'll actually keep track of what it is that you're looking for and then buy those up immediately. So there's a, the, you have to be really cautious about how often you're searching for, a, for like a URL and whether or not it's free. Cause then the next thing you know, it's been bought up by some outside company and that outside company um, is now going to charge you three, $8,000 to be able to use the fucking thing. So keep that in mind. Anyway, that's great. Cool. Awesome stuff with mail, MailChimp. Yeah. And it's uh, I, the link will be in the show notes. And then I've got, Two kind of fun ones that I uh, I found. And the first is that, you know, like social distancing. So Germany has now, uh, they have drive-in EDM raves. What does this mean? It means you drive your car to a concert, kind of like a drive-in movie theater, but it's an EDM. So. I could, I'm sorry, I got to take Whoa. this. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Liam, that's not your phone. That's that's the guest phone. Woo, woo. Okay. That's amazing. Well, that might have been uh, that might have been the uh, <laughs> the exit of my mother. Uh, <laughs> so driving EDM, that's crazy. Yeah, and it's <laughs> there is a video in the article of what happens there because the artists apparently were struggling in the beginning to like get some crowd interaction. Uh, but then they found that people were honking their horns along with the with the beat. Oh no! It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and the link the link's in the show notes. But uh, and then there's one other one. Uh, Deacon started a new filmmaking podcast. Taika Waititi. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that one actually is is really cool. Um, and again, link in the show notes. Taika Waititi is going to direct the new Star Wars film. Uh, but the big one that I'm really excited about is that Nick Cage is going to play Joe Exotic in a scripted series from American Vandal showrunner about uh, Tiger King. Yes, I heard. I heard. I heard. It's so funny that he's such a casting tool at this point. Like, he comes with so much... You just know that... Signing up for a Nicolas Cage movie at this point is like going on the, a, a surreal adventure into the world of a crazy man. <laughs> like he, because of his amazing performances that he's had in the past, and then he had that resurgence with like Mandy, 
and all these other movies, uh, The Color from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. He's just gone off the fucking rails again. So I'm super curious to see uh, whether or not it's going to be good. It's the, the million dollar fucking question. Um, but I'm interested, you know, could be interesting. Liam, I have one more thing for you to put in the, uh, in the link in the comments. Oh, please do. Uh, the drive through strip club in Oregon. Okay. <laughs> Where you can pick up food by strippers who will give you a dance as they deliver your food for you. <laughs> what? You're kidding me. Is it Oregon or Oregon? Oregon. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, it's cool. But That's like the but opposite of social distancing. <laughs> I, I love it. It's, it's a necessity, though. It's an essential service. What are they serving? What kind of food are they serving? But booty hole. Okay. I don't actually know. I never. I just. I just saw a picture of a woman on a strip pole uh, outside, handing off a bag of food to a man in a car. So. Does she have gloves and a mask on? I don't know. That's I wasn't important. focusing on those two things. That's a, see all of the most important elements of that. What food are they serving? The most important element is that it it exists and you should go find it. Yeah, but what are they serving? That's what I want to know. It's a good question. Yeah, you got to find that out. That's the burning question for next week's episode. What is on the menu at the drive-in, at the drive-through strip club? You know, because I miss uh, the strip club back at home uh, in, on the Cape. I think they closed it. Zachary's. Zachary's. They used to serve twin lobsters. So you would go have twin lobsters on oh the stage. God. You'd eat on the stage. That seems not safe for the strippers. Yeah, and I mean, just the, just the sense. Let's just put, like, think about the smell in there. Because we had lobster for your birthday. And that's the kind of scent that you really don't want to have in a dark plywood stage. <laughs> I miss that establishment. That was a really wonderful place. A lot of dreams came true there. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I think that's going to be it for the show. What are we at? <laughs> 11.56. I think we're going to end on drive through strippers. Um, anything else specific that you had in there, Liam, that you want to talk about? No, that's it. Ooh. Yes, it is. Oh, oh, oh. Here she comes. Here she comes. Oh, let me. I'm pausing that for a second so that we don't hear what she's talking about and back in. I'm sorry. Let's see if she comes up. I'm sorry. There it is. Yeah, they're going to call me back. It was the doctor's office. Well, we were just ending the show, anyways. So I'm sorry. Totally I didn't fun. want to miss it. You missed the strip club. Yeah, you missed about. Gina, Gina was telling us about a strip club. There's a drive through strip club in. Uh, Oregon. Oh my god. Oh my god. Of all places. You wouldn't think they would have it there. That sounds like something in Vegas. Okay, so what is the first question? It's a drive-through strip club that serves you food. What is your first question? Um, why would I want to eat? Oh, see, mine was what food are they serving? No. <laughs> why, like, what can I order? Why would I want to eat something from a strip club? Uh, well, we were just talking about, remember Zach's that was right down yeah, the street from you? Yeah, and, and none of you guys ate there. If you remember correctly, your father would not let you order anything but alcohol. <laughs> right, but the idea that they served twin lobsters was, was awesome. Yeah, well, you really didn't care. You were more into the girl with the Chinese tattoo on her back, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> And, what do you mean? She was, she was a sweetheart. And your father was very upset because you were going to go in shorts and flip-flops, and he told you to put long pants and shoes on, and he said, God knows what's on the floor in that place. So I don't think he would have let you eat anything there, Michael. 
Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. I, I'm actually we're, update on the strip club <laughs> as I'm searching here at the same time. Uh, apparently, I may have uh, fubbed a few of the facts. See, as usual, <laughs> as usual, you just look at a thumbnail and you read two words in it. You're like strip club drive through. All right, so dancing at a drive through strip club. Okay, so this is on a website called The Cut. Uh, Lucky Devil Lounge had to shut down due to the coronavirus, then reopened at a safe social distance. Uh, let's see here. Devil's Lounge Strip Club. In Portland. In Portland. Uh, the clubs are ineligible for assistance from the federal government's Paycheck Protection Program. So, yeah, adult workers are really getting a, the shaft on this because they're not able to get uh, unemployment. That's a shame. That's a legitimate shame. It is a shame. That man's looking fucked. down at his phone while strippers are dancing around his Jeep yeah. or his uh, truck. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting those texts. He's sliding into those DMs while he's sliding past her. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, here. Here we go. The, have the dancers deliver the food with a show, which he initially called Boober Eats. Boober Eats? Oh, my That's God. That's great. Drive through pickup while patrons can get their food while watching dancers on either side work the poles. What is, what are they serving? I still want to know what they're serving. Okay, I got to find this. Probably is it chicken. Set up, is it set up like a car wash? Where like you go in oh. and, it's, and it's on either side? Kind of. In your car washed by boobies and butts. Okay, hold on. Oh, good. Go. Official website. Here we go. I, there's nothing more interesting Lucky than listening to me. Third one. A food and drink menus, motherfuckers. No, go to the third one. That's specifically for this. Don't tell me how to. Don't tell me how to surf the fucking internet. Oh my god! (laughs) Go to your go to your corners and be quiet. (laughs) Thank you to anyone who's still listening. (laughs) Stand by. I'm waiting for it to load. We're gonna find out what we can order here. Well, Mike, they're gonna call. They're gonna call me back at the doctor's office. So you can get salads. You get sandwiches, Pasta. salads, no steaks, you zero steaks. Gluten-free options, vegan options. Of course, it's in Portland. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I hope the, I hope the person that's cooking it is wearing gloves and everything. Well, that's the big issue. I was just watching this uh, doc on that recently about um, <clears throat> the food industry not actually being. There being no standardization on how to be healthy in the food service industry. So a lot of uh, restaurant owners were sort of tackling the, like, what do we do? Like, how do we actually sterilize surfaces? How do we sterilize gloves? How do we sterilize all this stuff? Um, Because there hasn't been a standardization of it. They haven't put out stuff on specifically how to do the food service industry. So a lot of restaurant owners have been getting together and and trying to figure this out. Um, And it's a big, it's a big issue. Uh, you know, when you are getting your takeout, is it just safe enough that the people have gloves and the people have masks and how long do they wear those gloves and masks? And well, they don't, they said it doesn't, it doesn't supposedly, it doesn't live in food, but the thing that, you know, we've gotten some takeout, the thing you have to be careful about is the way it's the things it's packed in. Yeah. You know, if they're not, if they're not wearing, you know, do they, if they're not wearing gloves when they pack it in the containers and stuff, because the virus can live on certain surfaces for quite a bit of time. So I guess you you open. I'm going to leave, but it was good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you. Bye, Gina. And Mike's going to leave too. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm being beckoned to another online meeting. All right. I'll let you go. I should, 
I should wrap this up, but thank you, Mom. And I just want to say Happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. I'll be looking for the card in the mail. I have gloves. I can open it. Yeah, it'll come eventually. <laughs> All right. It was uh, fun. I'm going to go because they're going to call me back. I have to take pictures of this horrible thing I have. So. Okay. Sounds, sounds exciting. I'll see you later. Bye, darling. Bye. It's nice Bye. to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Okay. All right. All right, Liam. So um, that's the show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the sloppily put together hangout session. Uh, Liam, you've got just a little bit of cutting to do in there uh, to make it clean. But um, thanks for being on the show as always, dude. And thanks for all your help on making these episodes happen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And uh, stay tuned because the uh, actual podcast, our standard podcast, uh, we've got a bunch of really fucking good good content coming out. Uh, I've been booking some really solid guests. Liam's been doing some killer work. Um, I'm very excited about the next couple of episodes. Who do we got coming next week? We could tease them. Who do we got coming next week, Liam? Um, I believe we have uh, someone very involved with Rocket Wars. Oh, right. We have uh, a director uh, who I've admired for quite some time. He's done some amazing work um, with uh, documentaries and, and commercials. So it's a really good director's episode. Um, so stay tuned. If you don't already, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Subs- subscribe on Spotify. Um, but I'm very excited about our guest uh, that's coming up for that show. So, uh, as always guys, thanks for listening and, um, I will see you this coming Tuesday.